Oh, locals in the way. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV. <laughs> it's season two, uh, episode 81, and it's the pregame show for Washington. And uh, that game is on Sunday, 5 p.m. here in the UK, which is nice after the uh, 1 a.m. start we had on <laughs> on Monday. Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it, Paul? I can, get, um, finally get, I can finally get an early night. I, I tell you what, I slept hard. On Tuesday, that was a that was a nice sleep. Sorry, Wednesday, um, I'm but yeah, I know I'm still the same. It takes a week to really recover from it all, doesn't it? Um, but as you can see, we have the burger and king of UK Cowboys TV, Mr. Paul Stewart and Graham Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll let you guys decide which one is which. Uh, and of course, we have the as advertised, the influential and the immensely knowledgeable Taylor Stone. Welcome to the show, Taylor. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. you know leaving the Cowboys was hard, but it's uh, it's great knowing that I'll still have you guys, and and it stays stays forever, regardless of job title. Absolutely. You will always you will always be welcome over here. You know that. And uh, even when the Cowboys come to London, if uh, you can't make the trip. We'll bring an empty suitcase. We'll kidnap you and bring you back over. That would be awesome. I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. Kidnapping. I'm sure that would. I'm. I'm sure that would work. Yeah, I'm sure that's fine. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But let's get into um because I know we've only got you on the line uh for half the show, so we'll try and get through as much as we can with you, and then finish the rest of our show off. Uh, so we'll get, first of all, into some injury news uh, and updates for, uh, that have happened this week. Um, so first of all, we'll go through the injuries. Brandon Knight being, the, uh, I think, the biggest one because of how light we are on the offensive line. He's out uh, with knee surgery. Uh, Zach Martin's on concussion protocol. Um, we've got Alden Smith, who went with a, a neck injury. I don't know if you know much about what's going on with that one. Uh, to come back around to that one. But Cam Irvin who's supposed to be replacing uh, Brandon Knight. He's now uh, not practiced because of illness, so we don't know what's going on there. I I, I tried to find out. I know, it's all, the O-line, man, it's just horrific. Uh, then to tie in with that, some good news, because we like to give some good news with all the rubbish that's going on. Sean Lee's been back at practice and Jordan Lewis. So any of you guys, who do you think is the, the most troublesome of that injury report? Yeah, I mean, any guys on defense, like you said, Alden Smith. But then the O-line, I mean, I just don't know what they're going to do. I know that they'll get creative and make it work, but I think we're getting really close to the trade deadline, right, where that's going to yeah. happen. to see yeah. if they do anything because they're going to have to support Andy throughout the year. I mean, he needs to have opportunities, and it felt like the other day he just did not feel comfortable. And so – I'd be curious to see if they're going to do something with the trade deadline. And then Alden Smith, I mean, you need your defensive guys up front to really help because especially being low on the back end with your secondary. So, but guys, I mean, I wonder, do you think that because of the way that the season is and the way that they rushed everything and there was no preseason, how do you feel about how that's affecting the injuries? Massively. Massively? Yeah. 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 Sorry, for me, it's what were those players doing in that off season as well? Like, because the whole COVID now restrictions, not getting to the facilities and all that type of stuff, where they were just like not doing what they were supposed to be doing, or and then going into cap. And we saw what like there's been a few examples where that wasn't the case. Like we saw like said Jeremy McCoy, he looked in fantastic shape going into camp, but it turns out it, it doesn't really matter. Like it seems to be like it's been so injury prone, not just for us, but across the whole league mm. this year. Yeah. Coach uh, Coach Jeff Reinwald, who, who does a lot of uh, segments for Sky Sports here in the UK, he, he makes a great point that footballers have to be football ready and to take away pre-season, um, you know, no, nobody's hitting in the gym. Nobody's hitting it hitting properly at practice. So as soon yeah. as you go full speed into week one, um, you only see a, a huge rise in ACL injuries this year. I think the ACLs have been crazy this year, um, and that that simply that simply comes from being football ready. You know that's why we see starters 
play the first quarter, the first half in pre-season because they don't want their guys done, but they need to get them football ready. You see it from guys that hold out during the off-season. They, they're maybe not happy with their contracts. They they sign their contract, they come into week one, and before you know it, they're, they're on IR for the rest of the season because they are simply not football ready. Um, and it's, it has decimated our offensive line. It has... Um, I, I don't think it's been a big injury factor for Dak. I think that was just unfortunate. Um, but our offensive line was um, not ready, shall we say, for was football, a, I don't think. There was a concern going into uh, before going into campaign anyway, as well. Like We were always thinking about how many games we're going to get out of Tyron Smith this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's such a good point is that, you know, and there has to be such a cloud of stress over these guys as well. Cause you know, we see illness on there. And the first thing I think of is, is that Corona, you know, and I mm-hmm. really think it's not, I don't know much anything else than just seeing illness, but yeah. guys are probably very stressed because, you know, they're going out and they have families at home and they're doing the best they can to stay as safe as they can. And so just thinking about how the stress has impacted all of us in our own day-to-day lives. And then these guys are going, they're traveling, they're, you know, they're doing a lot. And I think it's just probably something that's always on their mind. Yeah. And they're face-to-face as well. I read a good uh, article, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and it was looking really into more in America, like the rise and fall of uh, of Rona. And um, it was really saying about how, should uh, the NFL have delayed their season? And when you look at it as the currently, you know, the state that it's in at the moment with teams all over the place playing and not playing. And I mean, it's good for the viewing because you get Monday mm-hmm. night football over here at 10 o'clock in the evening, which was quite nice. You know, and you get some really random yeah. kickoff times. But it, like you say, beyond that, then you're talking of more, you know, the safety of the players and their families, which is just as important. Yeah, but um, yeah, as you were saying at the start, you you've left uh, from reporting for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we, we're not going to get into the personal side of all of that. But um, go on, sorry. I was going to say it's all good. Um, yeah, I left, and it was just a decision that I felt like I had to do, and I know it was yeah. kind of unusual timing. But I think we all come to points in our lives where you just kind of look at the situation. And you just kind of realize, okay, I could either go one or two ways. And I felt like I've been so fortunate to do so much during my time there and entering my sixth season. I was like, okay, what else do I want to accomplish here? And there really wasn't much that I could and not anything that, you know, I wasn't offered or given, but I just felt like it was the time for me. And so, but I do have some new exciting things coming out soon. So just stay tuned. I'm going to tease that a little bit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And that was what I was going to ask you, because I was going to say anything you put your mind or your hands to turns to gold. But uh, if you're keeping it on the DL, we'll keep it there for now. Yes. Well, you guys will be first to know. I'll let you know. I'll give you a head. (laughs) Yeah, we love the exclusive. All right, I like that. I like that. Um, but let's get into the offense then, um, straight away, and we'll talk about that with you um, while we've got while we got you on the line, as we say for the first. While we've got another twenty minutes with you, um, in terms of offense for training, um, obviously Cowboys playing on Monday Night Football, then on the Sunday. How does the short week in terms in terms of uh, training and preparation? Because at the moment, preparation seems to be the issue with the Cowboys. Um, but in terms of the short week, how does that affect them going into the game on Sunday? I think they're so used to it by now. Now, I'm sure it's still a little bit challenging. Those guys are yeah. such pros and they know, OK, if we have a Monday night game, most of them, some of them watch film for the next team starting you know, Sunday of that week to just kind of get a, not look ahead, but just kind of have an advanced situation. And I think, you know, Tuesday they really get in there and they do their work watching the day before and just get it going. So I'm sure that they've all been used to this grind. It's a little bit more challenging when you have the injuries and you have to start figuring out like, okay, who is in and out. But I think they're very, very much well conditioned to it 
we see how it is more in November when they have like the back-to-back Thursday night games. (laughs) A little bit more challenging. Yeah. Um, So last week was our first week, or I say last week, it was this week really, Um, was our first week with Andy Dalton. uh, (laughs) Was Andy Dalton uh, taking uh, taking the keys to the offense? Um, What we saw, I mean, we saw really a guy getting flushed out the pocket, as we were talking about with the O-line. Um, sacks getting flushed, but mainly a lot of timing. Seemed to be his timing was off. Is there anything that you think is, at this stage, concerning you? Or do you think this is something that, given him, you know, give him some time, he'll break through and break out? I, I think the more he gets used to it with those guys, the better it'll be. I, I You know, I... I didn't get to see Andy Dalton too much because, again, we didn't have any offseason or preseason. But I I think that he's a good backup quarterback. I mean, in the years past when they would have just had Cooper Rush or, you know, years ago. Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Andy Dalton is a good option. But I think that, you know, again, we didn't have many practices with them last week before the game. And then now I think he'll be able to put himself on tape and see it and what he likes. So I think he'll actually get better. Yeah. Um, So one of the things that's been cropping up this week in the news was uh, Zeke coming out talking about his fumbling issues. Um, Last week we saw him with two um, pretty much early. Um, We saw a bit of Tony Pollard sprinkled in. We have yet, though, to see Tony Pollard reach a 100-yard game. Um, I'll go round the horn on all of this with all of you and get your um, thoughts on this. Do you think this is something that we're going to see? That Because each season, he's getting less and less. Is there a concern with Zeke? I'll start with you, Taylor, and then work, work my way around. Um, but is there a concern with Zeke at the moment with his fumbles and not getting any 100-yard games? Prior to leaving, uh, I think my last Cowboys Hour interview was with Ezekiel Elliott, and Brad yeah. brought that up with him. And I remember there was a couple of years ago that Gary Brown, the former running backs coach, he had had these special balls that they would practice with where they would, if you put the pressure on one side, it would put like a beep noise. So you always mm-hmm. wanted it to be beeping during practice because you were putting enough, the accurate pressure that you needed yep. to, to help reduce fumbles. And Zeke is not normally a fumble machine. I would never consider him that. Uh, I think he prides himself on that. And so I'm sure that he just felt gutted. And you saw that in his comments after the on Sunday. I I think, I hope he'll be able to turn this around. And maybe turning it around is, hey, Tony Pollard's going to get more play, you know, or that. Because these guys are competitive. This is their job. We, you know, see it and we think, okay, well, hey, just hold on to the ball. It's not as easy as it looks when you have 300-pound men coming after you. But <laughs> he's a prideful guy. I bet that will go down as one of his worst games he, he considers. Oh, definitely, yeah. Go on, Paul. Hit me. You, you hit me with it, with your concerns with Zeke. I, 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 I'll be honest. I'm going to be very speechless tonight because I'm, I'm – honestly, I'm just still in that weird like, – did that just actually happen on Sunday? Like, yeah, yeah, it just, it, it, I felt like I was watching an amateur team play, and that's being nice about it. <laughs> so, so, okay, but, Zeke. But, <laughs> sorry, sorry, but, but in terms of Zeke, um, I think the whole aspect, I think this could be a more of a psychological thing as well, especially in that game. It's his first game with Andy Dalton, first full game, like, there's no, no Dak at all. Like mm-hmm. I think I think he's only played like maybe three or four snaps with Tony Romo in that preseason where he got injured, then the rest has always been Dak. Then since then it's now Andy Dalton. So for him to kind of get used to that whole new quarterback, I think it was just him just like psychologically just wasn't there mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the biggest thing that I think Zeke did in that game was after the game where he came out and owned it and said, you know, uh, as Brian says, you know, yeah. he came out and said, it's what, it, this is on me. Um, but I think I read somewhere, I can't remember where, but the Cowboys at the moment, uh, after turnovers, 
uh, have given up 87 points <laughs> after a turnover. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's so good. I, I mean, um, do you think he's this? He can break out of this this funk psychologically, Gray? I think. I mean, you originally started talking about Tony Pollard, and I think the reason we saw. Uh, maybe a couple of series after the the second fumble from from Pollard was uh, they were I think they were sending a message to Zeke Elliott and that you have to protect the ball more. You know you're mm-hmm. you're one of our franchise guys and if you can't protect the ball, we're going to have to find somebody who does. Um, yeah. I think that's why you saw a series of of Tony Pollard. Um, for me, I think we 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 made the point earlier on on the podcast during the early stages of the season that we weren't too concerned about the fumbles. I think I can't, it escapes me who he fumbled against, but the, um, we kind of brushed it off. And now we've seen lightning strike twice and it's, it's caused him to come out and kind of own up to his mistakes. I think now that we've seen lightning strike twice, it's, it's almost like a wake up call to Zeke. Um, I, I think in terms of, Pollard and Zeke, you've you've seen less of them because we've been behind in games. We've been a couple of scores behind, yeah. and the the balance in the offense kind of disappears towards the run the the passing game, and then you see carries taken away. So um, that's why we're seeing a little bit of reduction in Tony Pollard, and the emphasis is going to be on Zeke because in in a kind of losing season so far, we need our big players to step up. And that's why there's there's so much pressure because um, if you imagine the Cowboys being five and one right now, I don't think there's anywhere near the focus on Zeke Elliott. It's because they have a losing record. People are starting to point fingers, and unfortunately, Zeke is one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. winning always hide, hides a lot of issues oh, yeah. <laughs> that you've got yeah. deficiencies. Oh, yeah. um, but one of the things I think um, with the O line uh, and with seeing Andy Dalton play that the play that concerns me the most that I think is going to become a non-factor, I don't know if you agree with this, Taylor, will be Michael Gallup, purely on the basis that he's a downfield player and Dalton is not going to get the time in the O-line, with the O-line that he's got. Yeah, I no, mean, it, go, go on, ahead. sorry. I'm just, go on. I've, exci- I'm, I've been excited to see how Michael Gallup has developed this year, but, mm-hmm. you know, and it's also interesting, we're talking about Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, but now you have yeah. Michael Gallup, you have Amari Cooper, and you have CeeDee Lamb. And CeeDee Lamb is, is doing great for a rookie. I mean, yeah. I'm really yeah. impressed by his play. And it, I don't want to say that I'm surprised, but just sometimes rookie wide receivers, you see it takes them some time. I mean, I remember, do you guys remember the name Laquan Treadwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that was bad. Yeah, they took them right around the same uh, pick that the Cowboys took CD. Mm-hmm. And everyone yeah. thought, oh, he was going to do so well. I don't think he scored a touchdown his entire rookie season. No. No. I don't even think he has no. a team now. I think he's a free agent. I think you're exactly yeah. right. So, you know, to see how CB's developing, I think it's it's helping actually Michael Gallup and them, you know, because the, the play for the receivers is just so raised. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's, it does scare me. Um, but, I mean, we'll, we'll talk – more towards the O-line, because this is the biggest thing. Um, but we saw Conor McGovern come in the game. I think he did all right. I don't know what your guy's feeling. I, I'll get all of your feelings on this one. How, what do you think? How do you think he did? I thought he did all right. He's held his own. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's for sure. Um, with Lex McGovern, like, obviously there's, I think some, there was a couple of plays, especially in, in some of the run plays, he was a little bit nervous. It wasn't getting his assignments up properly or something like that. Like he was missing a, a few blocks, like, uh, like which should have been maybe more of a like, more of a double team block. But other than that, I thought he was actually solid. Other than that, but yeah, but I'm more concerned about the tackle situation. If I'm being honest, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are we all are we all on that one? Because I've yeah. got a question for you. There is a, a, a player who's been released, um, ex Bills player. Uh, Quinton Spain, no sacks uh, while he played for the Bills. He's been released. Do you think perhaps that's a guy you would want to pick up on? There we go. What do you think, Tay? Oh, I mean, that's where I'm curious. I do think that, you know, I trust Will McClay and the scouts that they're always okay. looking for these guys. And 
you know, I know everybody on Twitter, I remember it used to be in the mentions, like the moment a guy got released and they had a need for that, they'd be like, go get this guy. But yeah. play and those types, they really do their research. Um, and so if you're saying that this guy didn't allow any sacks, I mean, that's excellent. But it's always curious to see. I think a lot of times people think that guys on the O-line are very plug and play. And we yeah, said, yeah. you know, when the line was really good in 2014, probably 2017, I'd say it was its strongest years. <laughs> of course, that's how much <laughs> And um, – <laughs> Yeah, Dave doesn't know. Dave's not a scout. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, I won't tell him you said that. He knows. He would admit it himself. But, <laughs> yes, you know, a lot of oh, how they plug and play. And I just feel like, you know, with such a mosh of these different guys, there has to be a chemistry. The, yeah. the cohesion is the biggest thing because yeah. those five guys are always the same five guys on the field, no matter <laughs> what, every play until there's an injury. So it's always those yeah. guys. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I mean, we're quitting this thing. Go on. Just to tack on to what Taylor was saying, I completely agree. Um, if if Quentin Spain is such a great relief and a, a, a huge upgrade at guard, why have the Bills just cut him? You know, the Bills have moved on from from Spain there must be a reason for it unless unless there's something we're not hearing um, it was more his movement skills he does he does lack some movement yeah. skills yeah <laughs> so that's the, the, that's the biggest issue there is a there is a reason why they've moved on from Quentin Spain I think it's just the kind of the, the panic mode has set in across Cowboys Nation if you look at the 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 mentions underneath the, the original comment, I think it was Adam Schefter that, that posted the news originally. Um, so many teams desperate for guards. I saw Patriots comments. I saw um, I saw the Cowboys. I even saw a couple of Eagles. You know, teams across the league that just there there there's panic at a couple of teams, and you just wonder does does need outweigh how good Quentin Spain is. Yeah. Sometimes it does. That's when those guys really get lucky and they sign them. Yeah. <laughs> so I say Kim Spain, take advantage of it right now. Yeah. Definitely. Right. He's never going to be I'm, more valuable than he is right now. Yeah, and I've always said it, I've said it on this show that in the NFL and in college, you ask any coach what they always want more of and they'll always say offensive line <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then the, the, because we've got you for another five minutes here, I thought I'd get you to uh, answer this question. Firstly, is the Washington D-line scary against our O-line? Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. In yeah. general speaking, I don't even know what to call them anymore. It's just the football team, right? And It's so, the football team, yeah. It's always scary, again, when you're playing an NFC East opponent, and I think sometimes they overhype them. Yeah. But I think I wonder how this this crew of guys, how they're feeling, because they don't even know who's playing in what position. You know, um, you miss a guy like Travis Frederick right now to kind of be that surgeon, the glue to say, hey, look, okay, yeah. Because I'd have to go and look at the Washington roster right now is, you know, who's in there for them on the D-line? For Washington, uh, Chase Young, Deron playing – Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat's been playing quite well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you wish that you had a guy who at least had some experience against some of these ones for Washington. So I guess we'll just have to see. But I really hope that it isn't. But we never know. I mean, the, the, the crazy bit is, is uh, their, their biggest pick, which was Chase Young, uh, he's, it's just like he's if he's – he is steamrolling a little bit. He's starting to gather pace, but he's just not exploded out as quickly as you'd expect for don't forget, you know, the don't first forget, pick. Don't, Mike, don't forget about Sweat as well. He was a first-round draft pick as well. Yeah, yeah. But he's come on quite nice. He's doing all right this year. Um, but the last thing I wanted to ask you, because we've all been trying to figure it out over the last few weeks, uh, is really the energy, the effort, and the slow start the Cowboys keep having in this first quarter. Like, we have yet to score the first touchdown and be set, you know, seven points to zero this season. We can't figure it out. We don't understand it. We think it's a preparation issue, but what do you think it could be? Yeah. Wasn't there, 
a couple of years ago, I remember there was a trend that was happening with the team there where it was like the third and fourth quarters. Yeah, third and fourth quarter. I think that sometimes they just have to get all on the same page. And when we were asking Zeke about that in that interview, he said that, you know, they'll get to this point and they're like, why don't we play like this the whole game? And so I think there's just this point of remembering that and knowing what they can do. Now, I think it helps sometimes when you get a big spark, if you would have like a punt return for, a touch, you know, those types of things will usually help spark the momentum and everyone quickly remembers, oh, yeah, this is what we can accomplish. So I think they just sometimes come out more conservative than they really should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like every time it seems to be the first quarter, and it happened in this one, like normally we've got Dak there who seems mm-hmm. to be helping to dig us out of the ground uh, and I get out of that funk. Obviously, Andy Dalton, Like I always like the, the, the old statement the guys from uh, around the league says. They used to call it the Dalton scale because he's right, right bang in the middle. <laughs> and if his team plays better, he goes up with them. If they play bad, he goes down with them. And it seems to be that with the way that this team is failing to prepare, <laughs> that he's not the guy that can help to bring can it we back check up on well, Paul? <laughs> well, he, somebody on. like a Jalen Smith or, you know, some of your other leaders on the team to really step yeah. in and take that. I mean, Witten used to be that guy for them. And, and so I think maybe DeMarcus might take on that new role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just seems to be uh, like it, it's just a strange one. I don't know whether it's the players or the coaching. I don't know what you can boil it down to or, or maybe just a bad mix of both. Yeah, you never like seeing it like the comments that Jane was reporting earlier this week about, you know, the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a, a recipe for disaster. And, and McCarthy knows that coming from Green Bay. So that's no bueno. And I feel like they were kind of putting a lot of blame on the coaches. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what it is like with these coaches. You yeah. have virtual interviews, but no one really knows them as well as we used to know the old coaching staff to know how they really jived and, and seeing each yeah. other practice. And so, yeah, you know, you're probably right. I, I would say a fair share should be on the coaches. Yeah. It, I, I just, it's just such a strange, we keep talking about it for the for all season. I know we're only yeah. like week seven, all season, but it just seems to be the same thing we're talking about every week. we the slow start, you know, the slow, is it a preparation issue? Is it the players not buying into, the, you know, schematically what the coaches are asking them to do? Everything you look at is just puzzling. You don't seem to understand it. I, and the big thing, I think, more than anything, just seems to be the giveaways, the fumbles and the interceptions. Well, not so much the interceptions. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's just with me, Mike. Every time I watch every game now, it's like they haven't even woke up yet. It's like they just fell out of bed. It's, it's a strange one. It's so weird. I, I can't put my finger on it. I was hoping maybe Tay could put it in there, but I think you're the same. You're just the same as us. You're like, don't know. And they would probably say the same thing. I, you know, yeah. a lot of times when they get asked about that, I don't think that any of them go out there and they say, let's, you know, be slow. I don't, I know they don't want that, but mm. I think they probably don't understand it as well. I think it's, it's a general, just getting used to who's in there, what's happening knowing the rhythm, knowing the cadence that everyone's playing at. I really do think that that makes a difference to have a fast start. Yeah, yep. I, I, I think this team needs to. I think they, In order to be able to, to to win, I think, with Andy Dalton there, they need to have that quick start and then slow the game down. Uh, that's going to have to be the way. <laughs> yeah, um, But um, I'm looking at that, the, the clock. It's up yeah. to your half an hour mark, so we're going to let you do your, your thing, do your family thing. But thank you. Thank for joining you, us to talk about the offense, yeah. And uh, we'll when you got, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, whenever you're free, we'll, we'll message you and we'll we'll get it organized and sorted and see you smiling back at us again. Yes, I'd love to. All right, well, thank you guys. Talk soon. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Taylor. We'll speak Thanks, to you again. Taylor. And there we have it. Yeah. On to the defense, then, guys. Are you ready for this? This is going to no. be fun. Watch the comments. Watch the comments fly in. And then, of course, hey guys, watch hey, the hey, viewers hey, all disappear. Hey guys, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> Who wants to argue first, then, on the defense? Uh, let's go with, let's start for the jugular. Let's go right in for it. 
Points allowed. We are 30 second. Go. Shit. Lucky for you. It's half past nine in the evening, so we've got away with that. <sighs> yeah. It, I, I made the point on the, the post-game show that... Yeah. Our, our team in general is so off sync just now. I mean, you, we got to the end of the first quarter, 0-0, and you're thinking, hold on a minute, our team just shut out another team for an entire quarter. Did we score yeah. any points? No. No, no. So even when even when the, the D do give them the platform, our offensive our offensive line is decimated. Uh, we have a, a, a new QB in who we asked to throw 54 times. <laughs> It's it's all over the place. It really yeah. is all over the place. And just when you rely on your your cornerstones that I talk about all the time, your cornerstones drop potential touchdown passes and yep. drop the ball twice. That um, was bad. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And you know, if if we had if we had taken a fourteen point lead, which we could easily have done, if we'd taken a fourteen point lead into the second quarter. It yeah. takes so much pressure off that defense, yeah. Because yeah, all of a sudden, Kyler Mulley, Kyler Mulley feels like he has to throw. He has more pressure on his shoulders, and we're in we're in front, which means you give Zeke the ball more, which means the defense stays on the the sideline an awful lot more. It, it all links together, and if one part isn't synced, the whole thing falls flat on its face. Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, right, the, one, the thing that really annoyed me the most is like people knew what was going to happen, but they were just ball walk. They were just what, just standing still watching it. And uh, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Worley. How the hell is he? Like, he should be playing in a bloody jersey again. And we pull bloody um, Brian raised it. Yeah, yeah. Got, got my reaction when he put that comment yeah. up. For sure. <laughs> Honestly, after that last week's performance in that game there, I don't want to see Paul ever again. Give Gallimore <laughs> the heads up. Give him, like, at least he's got some drive and determination to make a name for himself. Paul is standing there like a bloody French. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you, you're seeing Poe getting shifted, uh, and I said it last week. You're seeing um, some rather odd footwork where he's caught off balance. Didn't really see it. <laughs> Might make Didn't really see it last week, but, but yeah, and it, it, it last week or this week, if you like, uh, was laziness, just lack of effort. But the week before, some very odd, for, and you're seeing a guy of that weight getting shifted three men down the line, and that's that should not be happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of a guy that size, um, I mean, we, we were talking about the issues and the coaches, um, the uh, with coaches and players on the defense. I think on the defensive side, though, I'm definitely on the line of it's the coaches. Um, when we've looked uh, back at some historical statistics, Mike Nolan is literally breaking his own records at the moment. Do you think he's in the hot seat? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, it's hotter than hot. Yeah. It's, it's he's hotter got, he's, than hot. He's got um, hot butts. He's got hot butts. This is historically bad. I mean, it's... If you, um, want take a, if you want to take something very literal, Mike Nolan is a hot boy indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just going to bring up the one one particular play that, that stuck in my mind, and I can't get – we talked about it on, on Tuesday night, and I'm going to bring it up again. The, the long bomb to Christian Kirk. Oh, there, are, know, there are four, four Cowboys defenders – in a straight line, you could, you could draw a, a very nice circle around it. And I don't know who the corner... I think I talked about I think it was Anthony Brown. He yeah. stays in... I think it's zone coverage. He stays in zone. There's nobody in front of him. Christian Kirk tears past him. Worley doesn't know what day of the week it is. And before you know it, Kirk's off to the races. Yeah, um, that, I think, was a bad mix of two things. I think that was a bad um, play call by the coaches looking at it. Because they, they were in cover four. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure why, but they were using two down on the flats. But it looked like the two of the defensive backs were completely out of sync. They they weren't in sync. Um, how much of a concern 
with, uh, although Jordan Lewis is back in practice, there's still not much news about Chidobi. We're still waiting on uh, that. Centre field, really, I think seems to be an issue now. Um, so the question would be, if you could right now, where would you go? Safety or O-line in the draft? Oh, God. It's still it's still O-line. O-line. Still O-line? Still O-line. I, 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 I think for next year... With the type of like offensive linemen are going to be getting going to be eligible next year through college, you're going to have to. Like, yeah. it's going to but we're definitely going to get like a safety in the second round or something like that, or a corner in the second round. But I definitely think it has to it has to be O line. We need to yeah. re-establish the balance in our offensive line again. Yeah, we, like yeah. we and we need that depth. We need depth. That's one thing we've we've struggled for years. When one player goes out, doesn't matter. Like when Smith goes out, who is the person that's going to replace him? It's still not good enough. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with one hundred percent. I think with with O line, if if you can run the ball on offense, it covers up so many flaws on a defensive side of the ball because you maintain the ball, you you control the clock, you've got a lead. If you go for safety. You maybe not get the the kind of reaction you need on offense to be able to 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 stay balanced and so on. So with with O line, um, you've only got you've only got the five guys. Whereas if you take a safety, you've still got questionable cornerbacks to worry about. You know, you've still got uh, a run game that can happen so much. Until you get to the safety position at, at, at a certain point in, in the defense, so by by taking offensive line, we go back to core values of um, running the football, killing clock. You know, when, when we when we had the kind of um, Murray Romo type combination, and we used to just run teams to death. If we can get back to that, it will cover up so many flaws on defense. That's a good point, Andy. That's a good, yeah. point. good point. D line too. We could, mm. and you could even you could say corner because of what you do with all the injuries that are happening at the right. moment. Well, you know, you know what? You may as well. You may as well still just say the whole defense because we're one we're lacking in a depth for linebacker for sure. Sean Lee, when, whenever he gets injured, it seems to be we've got Joe Thomas, Vandalish. Whenever he's fit and Jalen, yeah, that's it. Pretty much, that's pretty much the whole linebacker core. But you've got Francis Bernard who's now been brought into the squad. But saying that, it's still not a lot of linebackers. We've got a lot of like we have, we've got a lot of depth in the D line, but they're not doing the job. Yeah, and the only issue with me in terms of linebacker on defense is they're luxury picks for me. Linebacker is the last thing really you start to build on. Yeah, D line. Yeah, Go, you can go. cover up with lone linebacker. You can, yeah. If you've got a decent enough D line, like look at Washington, that's similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, their linebackers are not very good. But let's talk about the Washington offense. Now, the good news is, is they're thirty second in points scored. So it's literally, uh, yeah, it, it's a movable object. <laughs> Against a very uh honestly, I, mean, I just don't know how to respond to this whole pregame. I'm being perfectly honest with you after that game there. And yeah, what you just said there, they're 32nd and that it's like but the and I try and be as positive as much as I can, but I'm struggling. Be positive, be positive. I'm, I'm trying my effing best here. I'm trying my best not to swear. <laughs> I already screwed that up already, but the fact it's after that. It was embarrassing. Yeah. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, right. The 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 the. <laughs> I mean, people are saying <laughs> all sorts here, but the good news is, is they really only have two offensive weapons. They don't have a quarterback, really. I mean, it's Kyle Allen. I think we're we're, we're quite happy with that. Um, they don't have an O line at all. Like we we're talking about our O line. I can guarantee you the, the the Washington football team podcast will be talking about their O-line and saying how much of a struggle they're having right now with theirs. Um, well, uh, but, 
I've the issue they've got is we've got we do have a run, we, we have two decent running backs, three decent wide receivers. These guys, all they have is scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. I mean, you could talk about Gibson, Antonio Gibson, the running back that they've taken this year in the draft. He's he's doing all right. He's doing fine. Um, not not a huge right home, <laughs> and. <laughs> the other good thing is their tight ends, Logan Thomas. I thought, I'll have a look, see what Logan Thomas is like. I brought up his start line and I had a bit of a chuckle. Wee question, Mike. See regards to that O-line, who is fat? Is yeah. Brandon Schiff um, playing? I w- we'll get back to you on the, the names of the players on the road line, but I, I know I've looked through their, their statistics on the, and it's terrible. It's bad. It's, it's just as bad as ours. Um, but in terms of um, in terms of Terry McLaurin, uh, do you think our defensive backs are going to be up to the task for this or, guy? Bearing in mind they're their only guy. If it's if it's Stephon Diggs is one of them, yeah. Stephon Diggs doing fine, yeah. Uh, if it's if Diggs is the one, I, I would just put Diggs on him. Through the whole game, I know it sounds pretty daft, you can't even do that because you need to adapt in case they switch up plays and whatever that, but just to pre- prevent him getting any bloody any yards on us or whatever, you know. Or, I'm just I just can't even process this man, honestly. Oh, what's wrong? What's just, wrong, huh? It's just one of them weeks, man. I'm glad to <laughs> Uh, I, 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 am I gonna have to? Am I gonna have to drive all the way up to Scotland to come and give you a hug? <laughs> well, here's the thing: I stayed up to four a.m. I go I on, know. I go on, I go on national television on Channel Five, and while on the two-minute warning, I admonish George <laughs> to tell me not to look at the screen, and I got that dunked on. I got dunked on by Kenyon Drake on my face upon <laughs> the TV, apparently. So, yeah, it was it was funny, but I posted that up all over our page and shit. It's quite funny, um, but yeah, they they do have Brandon Sheriff. They they he is the the best offensive lineman. Um, and but and then the rest, you just go. Okay, I never even heard of that name. So um, it, it is it, it is a bad O line. So what we what I'm saying is really we can use our strengths. As you say, uh, you said Diggs, Andy saying Diggs as well. Uh, put Diggs on Scary Terry. I say put, you know, have an extra man over the top, an extra safety, and then just let the rest of the guys try and beat you. That's the way I would do it. Why not? We're missing we're missing a massive elephant in the room. Go on then. I'm going to take our listeners again. You know how I like to take us back in time. I'm going to take us back Go in good. time to week one. Who is the Rams starting running back? <laughs> and Malcolm Brown rumbled for 79 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, good point. Cam yeah. Akers rumbled for 39 yards and 14 on 14 carries. And um, I I know we're not, not, not in the fantasy section yet, but if you have just Gibson to. on your lineup, get him started. Mm-hmm. Start Gibson because my prediction is he's going to have a huge day. I'm thinking over 100 yards and at least a touchdown. Well, our, when... our defense revives running games. And... I mean, like the, the thing to think about is we, we mentioned it when it was the, the Cleveland game and we said, you know, they took a guy who's a fisherman and he managed to have a good day on us. So. Yep, another yeah, example. Yeah, another example. Yeah, well, let's not talk about that, will we, please? No, no, no. These examples are not going away. They're yeah, not going yeah. away. We keep seeing them. Right, everybody at home as well, listening and watching, send us in your score predictions. I'm going to get Paul's and Graham's, and then we'll move on to the fantasy chat. Something that just puts everybody on a high, makes everybody a bit happy towards the end. So I will give you my score prediction. I'll let you go first while you guys all have a think. I'm going, Dallas Cowboys will win this game. Uh, I'm going for a win. It's going to be 27-17. 27? Jeez. All right. Okay. I know. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say a win as well, but I'm going to go with a really, really low scoreline. Okie dokie. 10 to 6. Cowboys. Oh, that's disgusting. 
Exactly. Oh man, I'm gonna try. I, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna purposely tomorrow spend my day cheering you up, Paul, because it sounds like you just need a bit of cheering up. So look out, look out tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. So go on then, Greg. Give me your score prediction. What What are you going for? I'm sorry, boys. We can be positive for we like, but I'm going to go twenty-one ten Washington. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I I think I think their defensive line is gonna is gonna tear our O line to bits. It's a fast. Think, it's a fast D line. It's a fast. I think D they're line. gonna they're gonna establish the run. I think it will take all the pressure off whoever starts at QB. Um, their passing game will become irrelevant because they'll be able to run the ball, and our, our offense will get so out of sync that. Dalton will panic. You can uh, let's face it. You can we can predict at least one interception, Randy Dalton. Let's face it. And I was I was going to be really nice to you and send you a beer in the post. No. Uh, I've gone and got you. You're not having it now. You're not I'm, having I'm, it. Hey, we can we can we can beat around the bush all I we got like. Jaws. I got Jaws. I'm I'm sorry. Call me out on the Facebook group if you like, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see where the win is coming from. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. Everyone's entitled to opinion. It's just that your win is wrong. So, even though I'm trying to be as positive as I can, but I still appreciate because that is probably the more realistic outcome. If I'm being perfectly honest, I still like the way how things are going. It needs to be a big, massive turnaround. Yeah. It's like it would need to be a completely different team from what we saw from last week to actually get this one next week. Yeah. So, and I don't see, and after what's been happening during the week, what, what the, the press have been saying, or the, I don't know if it's fake news or whatever. No, no, uh, apparently it's real. They were arguing. It, they, that was well, real. Well, if that's the case, then it's not looking like it's a good sign, but I'll still say we'll, we'll win just because. It's my team. I just always want to see the Cowboys win. But realistically, I'm I'm not I'm nervous. I'm and, and I'm nervous because the fact is this dealing more than anything. It's just a fast. It's quick. It's a fast and quick D line. That's the trouble. Um, when you've got an O line that is just it's decimated. I mean, we were saying about how wafer thin it is. I mean, look at it now. And if Zach Martin doesn't pass his concussion protocol tests, our offensive line, we, our offensive Cam Irving, Cam Irving. Imagine he doesn't. He's still ill. Come Sunday, if it's the Rona, we're screwed. There's nobody to play at left tackle. You're going to have to kick Connor McGovern out on, on right, the blind side. Sign me up. I'll I'll step in. Bugger it. We we have conceded. Get my US visa sorted. We have the Cowboys have conceded at least thirty four points since week two, and we we scored ten points on Sunday uh, on Monday night, and that was the first time the wheels came off the cart for the offense. We have so many issues on the offensive line. I don't think Dalton is going to get two seconds to get rid of the ball, let alone three. Yeah. Um, if if anybody disagrees with me, I I would love to see it in the comments. Wind wind the wind the broadcast back. Tell me if I if I said something wrong in my analysis of the game. I think a loss is coming for us on Sunday. I think yeah. everything everything I said prior to the the, the result was a hundred percent true. I don't. I, I I just can't beat around the bush anymore. Because you're, you're analyzing based on what's just. Just happening, and then you're just like being realistic, really. Yeah, I mean, we could we could go through the whole season and pre predict, uh, you know, twenty point wins and fifteen point wins, but at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. And I, I don't see, I don't see why we should sugarcoat anything. I think we've been sugarcoating things for far too long. Um, our our right. defense is a huge issue, and that. <laughs> If I, do, if I do say something, I think this is going to be a big, huge testament, like just in general for our offense. Like not so much our wide receivers; it's just the front five and our running backs and our quarterback. It's just those three positions, well, three um, groups essentially. I'm not worried about the wide receivers or tight ends. I, no. Like, 
I'm just more worried the fact that like against this defense, it's like you said, they're very fast, very um just really quick off the ball and they know how to make a tackle. Do we know who our tackles are on Sunday? Uh Cam Irvin and <laughs> But Cam Irvin's still questionable. Uh, and it all depends what happens with Zach Martin. So at the moment, where the offensive line where it sits is just a complete massive question mark. We, we just don't know how it's going to look. I, I think what we need to see is uh, on Saturday for us in the UK when the Friday practice report comes out, then we'll know. Mate, you know what would make me really happy right now if we saw Travis Fedra just come out of retirement just for this one game. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> um, um, uh, jokes aside, though, jokes aside, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough game. I don't see this being a high score, that's why I'm saying 10 to 6. That's fine, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my like if that if we were going if we are going to win, that's my realistic approach, but I don't see it being like I'm I'm 65 fit. 35%, like saying it's going to be 10 6, but the other side of me is going to say, nah, it's either going to be that or it's going to be Washington above that. So, but I can see it just being one of these games. It's just going to be, we're going to focus quite a lot on the run with Pollard and Zeke switching it in and out. So, hopefully, this could be the game. Hopefully, but I am not banking on it. I, I, I just, I just don't know. It's it's so it's just so much uncertainty. That's the problem. With that, that. It's just so much like I, the injuries, the the things behind the scenes. Really, it's just like we were at a point where before the season started, we were going, we were voted the more like the number one, like not number one contenders. What we're talking about? It's no boxing. Ooh, um, <laughs> and, they were tout, they were touted as a, a, a deep did, playoff team. Yeah, yeah, we're tempted to go into the playoffs and yeah. be in the Super and go Bowl. Deep. Yeah, because yeah. we drafted CD Lamb, we made a great acquisitions in the draft. Well, that's another thing. Why is Bradley and A no giving any starts? We need speed in that D line. I'm sorry, I, I completely forgot all about that. That is a question because another one as well is Reggie Robinson. Reggie Robinson is still not seeing any action. It makes you wonder just though how, how ready they are. Obviously, you just have to trust their process, don't you? Unfortunately, um, but um, you never know. We'll see. We'll see what goes on here. Should we get into the fantasy guys? Yeah, let's yes. do it. get into some happy. Get into, get into the fantasy lounge, get happy. Um, now, guys, make sure you join in at home as well. The way we do it, very very simply. I will give you the score as predicted by NFL.com's fantasy um, app. Their predictive scores, whatever. Round them off, and then you give me your two options. So, uh, oh boy is less, boy oh boy is more. All right. Oh, easy way to think of it. Boy oh boy has more words in it, so it's more. Aha. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Right, Paul's go going on. first. I'm going to give you Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton <laughs> this week predicted to score. <laughs> you wanted to go first. Uh, he's predicted to score 17 fantasy points. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> he's going less. Okay, Paul. I'm putting you down, Paul. All right, then. Uh, Kyle Allen. Uh, I'm going to give this one to you, Mr. Graham. Um, so, Kyle Allen, 17 points. I could be buying on the box. It's tight. Mm. It, I'm, I'm going to go boy oh boy by no more than two points. Because that's, that's mm. pretty bang on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at it thinking it's, it could be around there. Depends really which defence turns up on the day. All right, then. You wanted to go first, Paul, so I'm giving this one to you. Zeke, <laughs> 17 <laughs> points. I hope to Boy, God. oh boy, or oh boy. I hope to God he does get 17 points. I hope to God because I've got him in one of my uh, fantasies, so... <laughs> 
So I'll, I'll, you know what? Screw it. I, I, I'm like I said, I am all over the place today. My emotions are high. I'm gonna say boy, oh boy, just for the hell of it. Yeah, do it, man. All right. Uh, just so you're not doing all the the Washington uh, players, I'll give you Cooper. Right, Gray. Yeah. Uh, sixteen fantasy points. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. So 16, you're looking for... 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, 60 yards and no touchdown. I think judging by judging by, by my prediction, I would have to say boy, oh boy. Um, okay. Because I think we're going to go to the run pretty early, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So I'm going to... I love this. The Paul has decided to go first. He's getting all the toughies. Uh, Antonio Gibson. Is he gonna? Is he gonna go? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Bear in mind he's against our uh, defensive line. He's got nine fantasy points predicted. Boy! Oh boy! Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, I'm post start. It's boy! Oh boy! By a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> We've been running through the middle all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> uh, Graham, Scary Terry, which we spoke about, 18 fantasy points. See, I'm sorry, but this only goes to back up my prediction. They think Terry McLaurin's going to have a huge mm-hmm. day, and... Uh, <sighs> I've got, I've got to agree with them. I think boy, oh boy. Um, boy, oh boy. Yeah. Diggs has got to stick to him like glue. But like Paul mm-hmm. said, you're not going to break your your defence to look after Terry McLaurin. So, yeah, boy, oh boy. Sorry. All right, then. Okay, okay. That's cool. Uh, CD Lamb, uh, for you, Paul, 14 fantasy points. It could, be, it could be bang on, it could be not. Oh, God, it's like 16, 16 and a half a dozen. Um, oh, boy, just, just, I'd say maybe about the, the, the 12, 13 mark. So you, you, you can sort of level out if you want. I'll level it out then, I'll level it yeah, out. Yeah, you think it's going to be about 14 points? All right, then. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Gray. He's booked to score eight fantasy points. That's actually quite good, actually, for Schultz. N- not bad. Bear in mind, it's tight ends in fantasy. And That's this not... is standard. It's not yeah. It's not tight end premium. Yeah. Um... Mm. Oh, boy, but it's close. It's mm. close. Okay. Oh, boy, but it's close. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dalton's kind of in and out when it comes to uh, tight ends. The only thing I will say is I think Schultz might be quite free based on um, based on like their the, the linebackers and how they're going to be using their safeties against our wide receivers. So I think Schultz might be a bit of an X factor here. Um, all right, then Logan Thomas. <laughs> Honestly, mate, <laughs> I'll help you out on this one. Logan Thomas, their tight end, uh, seven fantasy points. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know anything about this kid, so no, I'm just no. going to say, oh, boy. I would definitely say that, mate. He's not even with uh, looking on your radar. It's not going to even be close. Um, yeah. Cowboys, defensive teams. Oh, Jesus. You wanted to go first, so I'm going to give it to you, Paul. <laughs> uh, Cowboys defense. They are booked to score, or predicted to score, seven fantasy points. Seven? Quick, quick question, Mike. Has, has, sure? has the NFL app ever predicted a minus? <laughs> mm. I mean, look look at what our Dallas Cowboys is doing to Paul right now. I'm sorry, everybody. Everybody in the live stream, he, he Paul, is, Paul is he shrunk right now. He's, he's, he's struggling. He's shrunk. 
He's just a head. He's got no arms or legs. I can't even get back up. He's literally like a defensive <laughs> He's hiding. <laughs> On the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling, mate. Don't you worry. Oh, I've been there before. Yeah, yeah we definitely were. Might be there this Saturday too. So we've got we got a drink. We got. Oh, by the way, we got drinkies booked Saturday. Have we? Yeah, we have. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what was it? Seven fantasy points. Yeah. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Come off the rails on this one, man. Uh, well, I, I appreciate the love from NFL fantasy, but it's no happening. Nope. So, oh, oh boy. Oh boy. All right then. And Graham, uh, the Washington team of football. They are due to score six fantasy points on defense. Boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy! I, I at least yeah. double figures. Oh, Sorry, <laughs> oh man, you figures. have no faith. No, I don't. Faith. I don't. I, I simply do not. Once I find out who my offensive tackles are, I might. But right now, no. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> are you seeing just in general the six points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they predicted to score six the, fantasy their, points. Their defense predicted to score less than us in the yes. state that we're in. Yes. Is NFL fantasy smoking the ganja? <laughs> they usually are, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, gracious <laughs> me! <laughs> guys, that is this week's pre-game show. It's been a little bit all over the place, a little bit stressful, but we did have Taylor who kept us in line for the first half of the show. After that, it just all fell apart. Okay. Um, guys, just a, a quick shout out as well to our sponsor, uh, Cowboys Experience. If you get to go to a game, which I doubt you will do this year, uh, but you do... Um, but you could do next year. Make sure you book it through Cowboys Experience. They have stadium tours, game day tickets, and tailgate parties you won't want to miss. And as we say every week, use the discount code UKCowboys and send us your pictures while you're there or if you've been there. We always love uh, to see how you guys uh, got on and went on. Um, and it's always a lot of fun. And I need to move myself back because this logo is perfectly placed. Um, but that is, of course, us <laughs> for this week uh, from uh, UK Cowboys TV, the, the pregame show. Uh, I've been Mike. This has been Paul the Burger and uh, Graham the King. I can't give it up. I'm sorry, mate. So I'm the Burger. <laughs> only, be, only right. And I, do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why I'm, you're the Burger? Because like we were talking about we were talking about what a Burger. Oh. All right. So now it doesn't seem so bad, does it? Hell, I'll be the King. So it's me. You are the king. <laughs> you are the king. Graham, what you need to do for next see if you get your prediction right. You need to come in and show me on a bloody crown just to say I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Although saying that, you would not, not want to have joined the conversation we had last week. Oh, oh sorry, Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever it was. It was like Tuesday. all over the shop, mate. We had the weirdest conversation ever. It was Tuesday, wasn't it? That was some weird ass conversation. Sleep. It was a sleep deprived conversation, and we we just had this. I don't know. It went. It went. It started off talking about David Chappelle and finished with politics. And we don't know how we got there. <laughs> then, then somehow we talked from politics to Whataburger, and that's what it was. It weird, man. It was a weird combo. So is this one. But anyway, guys, <laughs> that is uh, from all of us this week. Join us uh, next week. Um, we are going to try and get a special guest that we had booked on the show previously on next week. Brian's doing the post-game show as well. I don't know if he's got anything lined up. He might do. Um, but join us then and join us on game day where we will be in the group chat. Uh, apart from that, stay safe. Uh, wear a mask, keep clean, all the good stuff and we'll uh, see you on the weekend guys see you all again Go care, boys. see you next time